this girl did not respect personal space. And then you didn't even see. So she was cheating on it with this guy. And then, yeah, it was behind the wife's back as well. <laughs> and then I think the next half hour was like going through the answers and all, yep. that, all this, all that. Last half hour was all, how many ping pong balls are in, how would you count how many ping pong balls are in China? Bro, you're stories. in marketing. Why do you I need to know that? that? <laughs>
that that would mean I'm in the city, mm. but I'm preoccupied. That'll it should be like I'll see you when I, when we go home. Type exactly. Vibe, you know? yeah. See you at the end. So anyway, I'm I'm going wrong. I'm in the city. I'm at drinks, and then I get a call out of nowhere from one Mister Rohit Nainan, and he's like, "Hey, I'm in St James. Where are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and I tell him where I am, and he's like, "You reckon I can come?" And at this point, I'm like. Fine, like, why not? Like, mm. there's no bar tab or anything. It's everyone's buying their own drinks yep. and it's all pretty casual. So I'm like, yeah, fine, come. What time was this? It was at six o'clock. Yeah, it was around six-ish. Mm. I, I, by the way, I finished work at five. So I I gave him an hour. I preoccupied he myself- gave you an hour, sir. For an hour before <laughs> I decided, all right, look, I'm about to go home. I'm gonna call Sen. You know, if his work farewell is looking good, I'm gonna come. <laughs> And lo and behold, maybe 20 minutes later, I get another call saying, hey, I'm here, where are you? And then I look up and he's staring right at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the next few hours, Ro was trying to convince people at my work that he worked for us. He was looking people in the eye. Mind you, it was only a small part of our work and our, like our area, there's only about maybe a hundred of us, even mm. I would say 80 to 60. Mm. So you kind of know after a while, you know everyone who works yeah. there. So Ro was shaking people, looking them in the eye, telling them that they work there. And did you give a title and everything? I tried to, but they were pretty onto it. Like they knew that I didn't work there, which I was shocked. Because Sen works at a pretty big company. <laughs> like, so, so but you, you also work in two completely different fields. How can you fake your way? I just thought it would be a fun little game. There was like a, there, okay, so I walked in yeah. and I was like, I, I first introduced myself as like, oh, I'm not from But then I just told Sen, I'm like, maybe it'll be a fun little game. Yeah. If yeah. I decide to pretend I was from I was yeah. like, what should I be? And Sen gave me this role and title that Ooh. I should be. I said that to one guy. And he immediately looked at me and he said, no, you're not. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know what? There you go. <laughs> and then, and, pretty quickly. And then Experiment be, failed. <laughs> because I lied that first time. Like every other question he asked me, yeah. he, he would look at Sen <laughs> for confirmation <laughs> that I was not lying to this guy's face. Um, but yeah, I did crash. I thought it was quite a nice evening actually. Yeah, good, met how some long, good characters. How long did the party go for? Uh, we left at like 10, maybe pretty early, 10, 10, 30. Good, good party record. I heard, I saw, I was in the, I'm the group chat. <laughs> and then at like 9.30, like another one of our mates is like, oh, I'm free now. Are you guys, you know, out in the city? So another person wanted to crash my work event. <laughs> but respectfully, he's like, are you guys still out? And then you guys are, yeah, we're at uh, in the city or whatever. And, he, and cause he wasn't in the city yet. He's like, is it worth coming? <laughs> And then Rohit says, absolutely not. <laughs> At that point, it low-key wasn't worth coming because we were just in like a but, but sports bar. But at 6.30, yeah. it was popping it, it off. It actually was. Because yeah, like there was quite a lot of people. Mm. And, then and at this point it died down. No, also, and I was just happy to watch the cricket on yeah, the TV exactly, yeah. or the NRL. Like it was fun. Kush, I, I will show you the photo that got sent yeah, through. Let's see it. Let's I was see at it. home and I laughed out loud when I saw this photo. <laughs> this will be the only still in the video on YouTube this week. Just as Pop one it one. off, Kush. Because- <laughs> Yeah, because he asked us to pop it off. So I took a photo of Sen and I just sent it in the group chat. And Sen in that, so empty, in that moment was looking looks extremely so sad. He's <laughs> yeah. questioning his life choices right there. But I met Sen's work colleagues, right? And and by and large, mm. most of them are good blokes, but they're just outrageous. Like no one's behaving like in a corporate setting whatsoever. Well, like, it's corporate drinks. So. Oh, I understand that. But like blokes are like, oh, dude, I don't even know how to describe what was happening because- we're there and one guy is like yeah. hammered off his face, maybe with a Rolex. The other bloke is like a big dog, yeah. basically cheating on his wife with some random woman who, Allegedly, who no one knows. <laughs> I mean, I blatantly saw infidelity. <laughs> I'll just put that out there. Let me just clarify. There was no infidelity whatsoever. Well, it's, it's he said, she said at yeah, this point. Exactly. And, and believe what he said. <laughs> and then there was like, there was just like, 
two or three guys. And then, then, and then I think the game was at the mm. time we were at the sporting globe, yep. which is like a sports bar. And then it was like, these yeah. guys don't care about NRL at all. They were just trying to rile up some random Asian bloke next to them yeah. and by supporting the other team. Okay. And I was sitting there like, all right, whatever, this is fine. But to be fair, Sen's colleagues did graciously accept me as if I was part of their, nice. their company, which I thought was a delightful thing. So no one thing. told you to get out, get out of the- Nah, it was, it was, I was well received. Wow, <laughs> if it was so a good. bar tab, reckons a different story. I think it still would have been fine. It's only one guy and you don't even drink anyway. So it would have so been So let's say your second mate comes and there's a bar tab. Is that then now? But he also doesn't drink. So again, <laughs> it would have been fine. Fair play. Oh, right. You want to talk about, speaking of bars, mm. your order at the bar. Oh, dude, I got stung, right? I was like- <laughs> Stung? As a, as a little thank you for said inviting me and, yeah. and not leaving me to my own devices on a Friday evening. Yeah. I was like, oh, mate, I'll buy you a drink and I'll buy myself a nice little Coke, no sugar. Thanks very much. Got stung with 22 sheets for a beer and a Coke, no sugar. And, and then I followed up with the bartender. I was like, are you sure that this is $22? And he's like, yeah, it's like a Coke and a beer. And I was like, oh, well, at that point he's confirmed. So I've tapped onto it. And anyways, one of um, Sen's workmates, yeah. you can order at the QR code. So you mm. can have a look at the menu. And so I was like, oh, can you just double check to see how much Coke was? And so the Coke on the menu yeah. was six bucks, which means Sen's beer was $16. Which it absolutely wouldn't be for yeah. a super dry. There's no chance. Nah, you guys stitched up. Dude, Dude I'm, I'm telling you, he just put two beers in mm. and that's why it's 22. Yeah. $11 each, that sounds about right. He gave me a schooner, he gave me a schooner of Coke, which is honestly too much. Charge <laughs> <laughs> you a jug, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> jug with a straw in it, call it a day. Well, the thing is, right, you speak about if there was a bar tab, and I've said this story on the podcast, but last year I crashed my mate's Christmas party where they had a bar tab, mm. and I graciously accepted all the drinks with two hands there. Mm. I think but I, I got, feel like in that story they were offering you, you know what I mean? Offering slash my mate would just get him and then pass it to me on the uh. side. And I took, I reckon I got like five or six free drinks from their office bar tab. Perfect. Perfect. And I, and I was doing the same maneuver where I was just pretending I worked in like marketing or something. That's why you've never seen me before. I, I work from home all the time. And mm. for a lot of the people it worked until I met the actual marketing team. <laughs> and she absolutely knew that She's I was like, not in her team. <laughs> By that point, everyone's like 10 drinks. Yeah, so it didn't shit. matter. <laughs> there was one little, um, cause the QR code, you can order mm. drinks and the waiters come around and waitresses oh, come yeah. around and they like basically um, put the drinks down. Yeah, There's a lot of times where just drinks are up for grabs. It looks like there was two margaritas that were just parked on the table. Like, cause we had like one section and they would just come with like a tray of drinks and they just- Asking you know, The Nepalese you. guy would just go around asking everyone, margaritas, margaritas, did you order it? And obviously like a lot of people are on the other side and they were like preoccupied in mm. conversation. So we could have just very easily picked it up and drank it and no one, it would have been none the wiser. Mm. But we decided against it cause- you're good, you're good men. Well, the iron, no, no, not, even that, not even that. That was, is literally the reason. If, like, if there were Coke, no sugars all around the table, Rose having a party. Cause like, yeah, because I don't work there, right? Obviously Sen can't steal yeah. the drinks. Cause if he gets caught, let's be I real. I gotta see him on Tuesday. That's a CLM, massive no, career I mean, move. Your behavior reflects on him though, hundred percent. That is a good point. That is fair. <laughs> I cannot argue with that. As he, as he flamed your colleague for being an infidel. I don't think that seemed to work directly with that colleague. Nah, nah, dude. Yeah, he seemed like a, he seemed like the rich. He seemed like a big dog with keeps of money. She oh, may have been a hooker. She's okay then, that's all right then. She all good. may have been a hooker. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because she also then went around to other people and was like very touchy feely, like getting up. Okay, I respect personal space. 
right? Okay. This girl did not respect personal space. And then you didn't even see. So she was cheating on was with this guy. behind my back. And then, yeah, it was behind the wife's back as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then she has gone up to another guy to say bye. And like basically just kissed him on the lips, essentially. Another dude. So I'm thinking this is like, since work has just hired this, you know, Go on. woman. <laughs> I'm not going to say the word. Say so any of the top 10 words that came to your mind. <laughs> you know, distinguished woman to have fun with the male members of the team. Wait, so you don't know if she works at your company She does. We, we didn't find her after. <laughs> we searched on the- But she um, still works there. She still works there, yes. Not for long. Or maybe for long, you know, she's planting the seeds. All right, boys, it's time for this week at work. And I've got a few things from this week that I'd like to bring to the council. So firstly, I want to ask, what were you boys doing at 10 a.m. this Wednesday? 10 a.m. I was on Instagram and I saw every man and their dog trying to purchase Taylor Swift tickets. I was not one of them. Same. I was not one of them at all, but I, I, I was looking through calendars because I was, I was working, I'm a, I'm a studious worker. Mm. So I was looking through the calendars. As you looked at people's <laughs> calendars. <laughs> studious of you. I, I was trying to book a meeting. Oh yeah? Um, <laughs> With about 50 colleagues. Yeah, 50 colleagues. I went through around 20 from my wider team and there was just T-Swift, T-Swift. Do not oh, you book. could see. Yeah, they just oh. booked out a, a like So it a wasn't space like private appointment. Yeah, you can't. I thought you can't see if someone's like booked out. Like you can see they're blocked out, but you can't see why they blocked out. Well, you, you can set the, the, the meeting as private, but these guys didn't care. It's like what I do when I'm at work. Like I'll, whenever I'm watching a movie or something, I'll just put like at the bottom, you know, talk to me, Ritz Cinema, 7.30 p.m. Like Thursday, 20th of July, I've got Barbie Oppenheimer duo, 3 to 10 p.m. So I'll be taking a half day that day. Mm. But like, I've got that. I don't give a shit. Fuck it. Show That's everyone. fine. You've got a half day, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You, like you're taking leave. for These the guys day. are stealing company time. <laughs> 9.30 to 10, 10.30 a.m. I saw T-Swift, Do Not Book, or DNB, mm. the classic. So I was there. I tried to purchase tickets on my girlfriend's wife. I'm not going myself. $400 for a good ticket. No, thank you. I don't I don't like Love Story that much. There are cheaper ones. I just want to say 400. Everyone keeps throwing around this 400 number. There are cheaper yeah. alternatives. What do I want to do? Be a fucking 100 meters up? Dude, yeah, bring I've, a fucking telescope to see <laughs> T-Swizz. I've not seen TikToks it. of people in America where they're in the car park. That I might do for free, for free. Cause you can hear, I've seen those TikToks. You yeah. can hear it lovely. You can hear it lovely. Wait, I'll be sorry. all the losers that couldn't get tickets. They're in the car park. Isn't they're right this? outside the stadium. They're literally in the parking lot. Maybe like a thousand, two thousand people just in the parking lot. And, and what are they doing? They're listening to this because you can hear the concert obviously because, from outside. No, because like our mate Glade, right? He lives a couple kilometers away from the stadium. So you yeah. can still hear it from his house sometimes. Yeah. So if you're right outside the stadium- You'll hear it like perfectly. Obviously That's you can't see anything. Though. Like why would you go to the car park? I'll get, my girlfriend, <laughs> I'll get my girlfriend to FaceTime me and I can see the visuals and then I can hear it. No, it's but if free. she's in row like yeah. Zed, with the $70 tickets, you may as well be in the car park yeah, at that point. That's yeah. exactly right. And the other thing is like, I'm sure the car park audio, like you're better off just someone getting a speaker and playing the MP3 track of the 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 Taylor Swift. Like as if it's that clear. Fine, don't park. join me in the car park. That's fine. <laughs> so anyways, anyway, I was, were, yeah. you know, I logged in because I've bought tickets plenty of time, you know, all these other contests, you know, there's- It's not your first radio. Exactly. The way Ooh. Ticket Tech works is you get on a bit early and then once 10 a.m. hits, you got to wait maybe five minutes yeah. you're in the queue. You got 10 minutes to find your ticket, buy it, everything, right? It's pretty standard. So I'm like, T-Swizzle seems a bit popular. I'll get on 9.30, yeah. ample time, right? I couldn't get into the thing until 3 p.m. What? Tickets open at 10. I couldn't get into the platform at 3 p.m. Because Wednesday was a pre-sale, pre-sale tickets sold out. Dang. 
So you didn't cop any tickets? Wednesday, unfortunately, no tickets. Wait, copped. if there's so much demand, like 3 p.m. So there's like six or seven hours worth of tickets being sold. Because they're throttling the amount of people that can enter the platform, right? That's five hours of company time as well, mind you. That's in the background. But people like, I was working respectfully. Yeah, you can just have that on the screen. But then there's I like- I had all my 10 screens in the background and then I was- Yeah, so why do work. people have like multiple devices on at once? So basically one device or one browser counts as, like think about it as you're lining up, right? Mm. One per browser per device counts as one person in line. So basically you have, you're in line heaps of times and whichever person goes in first, whichever device goes in first, Dude, you're all part tickets. of the problem, man. That means because like, <laughs> every man and their dog had like six devices, like literally iPhone, laptop, yeah. laptop two. Apple watch. Apple watch, yeah, but tablet. Also, if you think about it, once one of them, once they cop it on one, they close all the other fucking browsers. So that's like Did 20 they people out the queue. So they're literally- Well, so you're telling me they're probably buying 200 tickets. Thing is, right, this is all I've heard this week is people who bought tickets, like maybe in the Amex pre-sale. So the one on Tuesday before the Wednesday, and then they lined up again on the Wednesday to buy more tickets. And then again, like, on the Friday to like, even if they had like four tickets, they were trying to buy them again. Cause they're trying to buy better tickets. Yeah, yeah, I had friends who wanted to buy better tickets. They went through this ordeal like three times to cop better tickets and spending like 300 bucks each time. Like what is this? Cause they this? can resell, right? They can resell the OG tickets. That's the last logic. They resell the worst ones. But legally in Australia, you can only sell, re legally resell for 10% profit. Yeah, Triple Cheese doesn't even want to go to Taylor Swift. And he was lining up for tickets <laughs> to scalp them. And, and I was he was there. quite depressed when he didn't get them. Yeah, because he worked from home that day to try and get the T-Swiss tickets. And then all his office mates met Margot Robbie um, mm. because she was doing the premiere for Barbie at the time in the city. So that's why he was depressed. That's an L. That that's is actually an L. That's a massive But yeah, I know someone who bought the Amex, like the top, the 1.2K. So $1,200, the Amex for tickets one ticket? on the Tuesday. Yeah. VIP, baby. And then on the next day, they wanted to buy the tickets again because they weren't happy with the Amex ones that they got. <laughs> You've already got the best ones. Well, apparently there were, so apparently that range, there's like a number of different bays within it. So you, it's all the same price, but one might actually have a better view than the other. So this person got stitched up 1.2K, mind you, right at the front, but it was a bit off to the side. So they're like, all right, I want to go in and see, if, try my luck again to get one maybe closer in the middle. No. I thought there was meant to be like a cost of living crisis and like can't afford things. Yeah, Dude, I heard a stat that one in seven people are going to see Taylor Swift in Australia. Is Taylor Swift that good? Thank you. Like that, that's the other thing. Like I've listened to a few of her songs. She's, she's I. I think Taylor Swift is very good. And I have a theory why this one in particular is the most popular. It's not a theory, it's a fact. Like, because this one she's gone through, her set is three and a half hours. Four hours. Four hours, mm. 44 songs each night. And yeah. it's from the start, it's the era's tour. So it's from the start of a career till now, right? So at, mm. in your life, in all of our lives, at some point we liked Taylor Swift, True. right? There was an era that we liked. True. And then in this con in this concert, you're yeah. guaranteed that that section of her discography will be played. Mm. So, so it's for everyone. If I went and I liked her earlier stuff, so maybe after an hour, I'd be like, all right, I've seen enough and I would just leave. Could I then sell my tickets leave. to someone else outside? Yeah, the car park where Manu's at. <laughs> split it, bro. I'll take the first half. Yeah, you give me 200 bucks, you get the second half. That's actually a good, good idea to be honest. I don't think people in Australia would do the car park thing. Surely not. I, reckon I they think will. they will. The sounds dude. of this. Is no, but how does Taylor, this no, is the biggest thing, concert. I've heard a lot of people also miss out on tickets. But how though? There was so many like opportunities to buy tickets and there was like so many people now reselling like the eight tickets that they bought. Mm. How are you still missing out? I know, wasn't it like 1 million people tried to buy? 
Taylor Swift tickets something? And the thing is, right, it was people who I didn't even realize like Taylor Swift were buying tickets. Like people at work, we were, every meeting this week fucking started with, oh, did anyone company Taylor Swift ticket? And like directors and like high senior people would be like, oh yeah, my kids were really into it. So I had to buy tickets. Jeez. And suddenly like when you actually look at, I reckon 80%, 90% of the people around me bought tickets. I met Rohan. When did he like Taylor Swift? Yeah, exactly. And he was fucking on his laptop trying to get at work. Yeah, uh, look, I didn't realize that's how, like this is the biggest concert I've ever seen come to Australia. Yeah. Like, mm. I don't know, when we were trying to buy F1 tickets, that was a bit stressful. But and, not to this level. Yeah, and we and we got in and made it happen. But like, this is insane. People are waiting crazy. I saw a TikTok where um, apparently you can just go to the Ticketmaster booths and just buy them in person. Yeah, I saw yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And apparently that was much easier than- No, but people still camped overnight there. So there's an actual physical office in Penrith and people still camped out overnight there. So you couldn't just walk walk up on the day and buy tickets. You still right. need to put a bit of effort in. Mm, camping overnight, that's that's giving me like new iPhone release. People waiting all night just to get the first one. But is an this- iPhone is better than Taylor Swift, objectively. Like it has more use. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> iPhone's a good idea, Kush. Yeah. More <laughs> utils. Yeah, yeah so I was about to say, it does have more utils than Taylor Swift, right? Oh, 100%. So I understand camping outside with the iPhone, but just someone- singing? I actually don't. I actually don't understand camping outside for the iPhone because you will get it. Like- Taylor Swift, I don't know, the concert is like 60,000, let's say 60,000 seater. Yeah. Which means that you actually might not get a ticket. So like you need, and it's like a one event thing, one night thing. So like you need to camp outside if you want to get those tickets. You wait a week for the iPhone. They'll be it'll, stopped. It'll be in store, bro. True. You don't need to worry about that. True. I just want to see what the productivity this week would have been across Australia in offices. Like if, if people, I saw like on Aussie corporate on Instagram, literally people putting up stories, like literal like, whole conference rooms are booked out for people to just sit there and book tickets together. Like it's bonding, uh, bonding experience. And you know what, if people want to steal company time, I <laughs> I'm wholly against that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but I, I would, you know, I shake my head at no these No one people. in this room, you know, we don't, we condone, we don't condone that. Uh, my productivity is at eight hours a day, every single day. So <laughs> to, I, the minute, to the minute, it's actually disgusting to I'm see this. I'm actually on company time right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing work on the side that you guys can't just see it. <laughs> All right, as well this week, boys, because maybe because of the Taylor Swift stuff, uh, one of my managers unfortunately couldn't conduct a few interviews for our team. So I was called up. I made, I got called up to the big leagues. Beautiful. To oh. re- conduct a few interviews. Yes, sir. To unsuspecting candidates. And I've just asked, I want to ask boys, have any of you guys done interviews and what kind of questions were you asking? Because I, I put the questions out to the boys. I'm Ooh. like, give me some rogue questions I can ask these people. And so, Ro, you gave me the if you can do a TED talk, what would the name of your TED talk be? Someone else asked me, if you could be a crayon, what color would you be? <laughs> I'm like, bro, I simply can't be asked. Apparently it's a famous Google question. The crayon one? Yeah. I feel like that's just cap. Someone else, no, I you get boys- it. I get it. I get the crayon. What would your answer be for that? Mine would probably be blue. Why? Because like it's all, I, you'd link it to your personality test, right? Because like, you know how there's that blue, red, uh, yellow, green? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. that's a genuinely you know okay range, question. <laughs> yeah, like blue's like analytical or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, then, exactly. Yeah. And if you're like a red, you'd be a piece of shit. Like, I'm, Actually? Like, yeah, like the red is the, like the angry guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, so red is not the answer to say then. Well, you can no, say red because it's like an assertive yeah. personality exactly. type. Uh, but you're just an asshole. You know how to get shit done. This yeah. is a man that's uh, practicing for interviews. He's got the answer on lock. Hey, look, man, after that tarot read a couple of weeks ago where I'm exploring other opportunities, maybe. But yeah, Kush, you said you've done three. I've done and three I feel like years. you would be, you'd play the bad, if you did good cop, bad cop, you'd be the bad cop. Would I you want to be interviewed by Kush? No, I'd I'm be terrified. I'm absolutely the bad cop. I'm absolutely the bad yeah, cop. Yeah, I we, can we, tell. We, we talked about this, because like, 
I interviewed like a panel. So there's like three, three of us interviewing one person. And so they will go through like a, a case study. Essentially we'd ask questions on the spot. I make it for me, cause I'm, I'm a studious interviewer. Mm. I'll read through the case study before the interview, you know, get the questions <laughs> beforehand, you know? <laughs> cause I know some people just hop in and when they, then they start talking, they're like, oh, what do you mean by this? Like, that's boring. So I actually want to know the nitty gritty. Mm. So I get into that shit. But I always <laughs> thought about like one, one question that I always wanted to ask, but I've been denied all three times. Cause I have to ask the head interviewers like, you know, would you rather be a spoon or a fork and why? It's a classic, age old question. Age old question. <laughs> that is not a classic. What is, what is the answer to that? I, I'd be I, a spork because I'm versatile. No, that's, that's a stupid, if someone yeah. says it, you're not getting hired. If someone says spork, I'll be like- <laughs> What this about knife? Thingy outside the box. No, no. Knifey spoony. No, surely the answer is spoon, right? Because, spoon, yeah. because fork, you can't eat like soup and stuff like correct, that. Correct, yes. But correct. whereas spoons, you can eat basically everything. But surely yes. you can justify a fork answer somewhere. You can, you, you can justify. Fork is straight to the point, I think. Spoon normally takes a bit of time. You're tentative with your your scoops and whatnot. Um, but there's no wrong answer, right? It's just your There's no wrong reasoning. answer, but in my head, you should be choosing spoons. <laughs> so, so there is no wrong answer, but there is a wrong answer. <laughs> but like realistically, right? Yeah. You're getting the answer to that question. That's not telling you anything about exactly. this person. That's why it's being denied all three times. <laughs> That's why when you go to the interview, like when you do these three interviews, you got to have a good cop, bad cop. There's always someone who asks just a general question like, Tell I actually don't career. think you do. I don't, yeah. I, you yes, just have you two do. good cops in, the, in an interview. I was going to say, in the ones we did, it was just two good cops. It was just good vibes only. I was just asking, I, look, I picked out a few things from their CV. I'm like, oh, can you just explain more about this? That's boring. Give us a few examples. You reckon? Yes. What do you want, Kush? What do you want? You want to be able to understand this person is the right fit for your culture. Dead set. So okay. what are you asking? So there has, well, it depends on whatever the interview is. For these ones are always panels. So they're based on a case study, right? If I'm doing a general interview, which I've only done once, it's like, I'm, I'm going ham into it. Like I'll give them a hypothetical. I want to see the thought process, how they're thinking. You know what I mean? It's not just like, tell me about your career. How'd you get to this point? Uh, tell me one weakness or one strength. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you can go to chat GBT and get that stuff. You gotta- So what's your hypothetical? Like if you had to dig like, a hole, how would you do it or some for shit? CIA or something. <laughs> 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 okay. No, it's like, it's like, yeah, if you'll work at, you know, your company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you'll say mine, but not cushion. No, so if, if I work at a bank, right? Let's use that if example. I work, if I work at a bank, say I'm working as <laughs> three times it's gonna be bleeped out. Kush, remember that. You you gave us shit about making your life hard last week. This yeah, is your man you this get, week. Rain him in. Yeah, far out. No, honestly, but yeah, rain it in. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I'm at a bank and I'm like a risk associate or something like that, right? Mm. I'll, I'll be asking questions specifically like a hypothetical about a risk scenario. Yeah. That may not be on the JD, but like an actual thing that may have happened at work, which they're not familiar with. So practi practical hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like okay. how high would you jump off a cliff? Like how much risk do you have? Okay, What's well, your tolerance? Well, I think Kush will literally ask, you have this task. Yes. How this, would you do this it? This has happened, exactly. how would you, yeah. So tell me how you'd solve it like a problem, but in a much more actual real life scenario. Cause that, that's, that's how you see they think on the spot. Mm. Otherwise question stuff like, yeah, tell me about a project you worked on. It's just so dry. I agree with that. But then like realistically, like, I don't know. I feel like most people can do most jobs to be honest. What if nah. it's like very technically- You can, that's learn, you can learn though, technicality sometimes. Yeah, like let's, let's, let's say one candidate says one good answer. I don't know. I don't, I feel like interviews are a great like indicator of future performance. That's why you gotta give them like technical case studies. Well, that's what Kush is saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. No, bro. this guy's saying, give me a hypothetical and see on the spot. Mate, just give him a task. Tell them to go back for an hour or two, come back and give me the answer. I feel like that tells you oh, way you're more. you're trying to get free labor off them. 
Yeah, that is a controversy in the interview I agree. That, that actually is the best best style of interview. Give someone like an actual case study or like a deep dive. Yeah, and, and come, come back, back with a them. nice little answer for me. Exactly. So my last interview, I got all of this. It was two hour interview. Class. Mm. I got the f- first half hour. It's also four half hours with Beautiful. different people. Yes. First half hour was the general go through the resume, ask about me, blah, 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 blah. Second half hour, they gave me an Excel sheet. Go ahead. Tell me what, they gave me a few questions. How would you do this? Show me you're working, et cetera, et cetera. Beautiful. And then I think the next half hours are going through the answers and all yep. that, all this, all that. Last half hour was all, how many ping pong balls are in, how would you count how many ping pong balls are in China? Bro, you're in marketing. Why do you I'm need to know that? That. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Like consulting, maybe. Like they give yeah, those questions. Yeah, but like, like marketing, brother, why do you need to know that? How many wheels are there in Australia? It's like <laughs> the one they always ask how many consulting. Wheel, more wheels or doors. Some more wheels ending or doors, off on yeah. that is weird. Ending, that should be like your- Oh, your I don't know the order actually. <laughs> <laughs> I respect don't know the order, but it was, okay. that's how it was. I've interviewed two people. Nice. I. I, no, as in I've, I've done multiple interviews, yeah. but I've hired two people. The first one got canned in six months, didn't pass probation. That reflects poorly on you, I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't vet them properly, bro. I mean, like I was not the only person interviewing them. Deflect, so, deflect responsibility. Matter, like you said yes to the candidate. I gave him a yes. I thought he was well, a good then, yeah, it reflects poorly on you. <laughs> Simple as that. Whatever. The second, absolute star, babe. Oh, okay. One of the greatest salespeople of all time. Really? Yeah, huge. He's, he did so well. So well. Wow. So 50-50 then. So t- tell me, what was the difference in the interview between both of them? Were you- okay, well, the first one was sales and the second one was product. So like, it was completely okay. different. Okay. I don't really know what I'm doing that much <laughs> in product. So I was yeah. sitting here, I was like, all right, I was the cultural fit interview. So I didn't give him like these case studies or anything. Uh, I was like, okay. I was tasked with Vibe. find out, is he a good bloke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was a good bloke. And I'm still friends with him to this day. He just wasn't a very good product manager. <laughs> the sales guy was like, find me the best salesperson possible. And this guy I could Ooh. tell when I was talking to him, he was like, oh, basically I just asked him a bunch of like, I thought resilience and like persistence were like yeah. important skills to have in that role. Nice. So I was asking him questions around that and like tell me this experience. Um, but I didn't have any technical questions or anything like that. It was more like just, I didn't have any fast and loose questions. I just gave direct questions around his experience where he showed persistence. And then he, he you know, yeah, he answered them sense. very well. You, you targeted key competencies based on their role, sales. So that, that's good. Like you didn't just, like you said, you asked general questions, but you also asked very specific questions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that's that's the important part. That's but, why I think you did it. You chose a good candidate. So 50% is my strike rate at the moment. <laughs> did you hire this person, Sam? Well, this was only the first one. So there'll be two more after, but I gave my you know, thumbs up. I'm like, bro, mm. put him through, put him through. To the next I, round. I, I asked as many technical questions as I could, but it was weird because I was interviewing someone for a much senior role than me. So these guys had a lot more experience. <laughs> and frankly- so any answer was right to you. As we were talking, I could tell these guys were a lot smarter than me. So <laughs> like I kind of went into my shell a bit cause I'm like, I have absolutely no right to be asking you guys any sort of questions <laughs> related to your experience. Cause you guys, yeah, were a lot smarter. So I, I like Mana said, I asked a few technical questions. Dude, I've never, I've never realized in an interview, people are cool, very chatty. You ask one question, they just yarn for like yeah. five, six you minutes. You gotta fill up the space, mate. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe I do this as well, but yeah. But yeah, they were just talking and I'm like, dude, this just sounds good. Thumbs up from me. You, so. know, you know what the thing is though with the interviews, cause I've been doing interviews quite a lot recently as Migs um, said before, <laughs> but you will like, I don't think, once you realize after as you speak so much that when, I, when you look back on it, you're just like, oh shit, I don't think I answered it properly. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's so much blank space. In your mind, because you you are yawn. You just ramble, dude. Yeah, you mm. genuinely just ramble. I wonder if interviewers picked that up, being like, "Oh, this." Well, you have. I've been on the other side, and I have picked it up. I'm like, yeah. dude, these guys are just talking, man. Interesting. Sure, that's negative points. That yeah. you're you're just 
going astray. They're, Fuck, I didn't do well in my last interview. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask, have, has doing interviews you reckon helped you with your actual interview experience? Like going forward? As I, in like, has has being an interviewer- Being on the other side helped now when you like, for example, if you went for another role. I think so. Slightly, because like after the interview, you go through and like you're taking notes and we had very like, we had a rubric essentially. And we oh, would go okay. talk about the- Stanley. We would talk about the rubric and like whether they hit the points and stuff like that, um, especially with the case study. So I think it helps in some regard. Yeah. But like, honestly, I'll be honest, I'm a vibes based hire. So like, <laughs> if I'm talking- That's I'm, what I try to be as well. Yeah. I, I, just, I know I'm not stacking up to anyone <laughs> with technical skills or actual work. So I'm dropping, I'm dropping laughs, man. I'm giving you, I'm giving the interviewer a nice little, a good day. I just want to give them a good time out of it. And that's like my mentality I when I go into interviews. there are better interviews. ways to you're give them a, a good day. You're not a jester, bro. You're not there to entertain <laughs> no, them. No, back at first fucking five minutes, you try and find some common interest. I'm, Sport, I mean, hobby, for I the whatever. First interview, yes, for the first interview. Every yeah. interview. Every ah, interview. Every yeah. interview. Yeah. I'm with that, You want the interview to feel good. Yeah. I don't give a shit if no. you think I can do fucking marketing better than X, Y, Z. Correct. You said, I want you to enjoy my time better than all these other people. Kush, you said you're looking to see if this person is the right fit culturally. Yeah. Can they fit? So surely if I'm vibing with like the manager or director or whatever, like they know they can work with me. I'll fit into the team. Yeah, yeah Kush, true. imagine like you have two candidates, right? One you like and is average at their job. The mm. other one can evaluate risk better or whatever it may be, can fucking do banking better. Yeah. But it seems like a- yeah. Who are you who are you gonna hire? Depends. <laughs> I mean, she's all business. As a, as a self, who are you gonna hire? <laughs> That's also too rain it in, because I've got five bleeps to do. Fuck it out. I'm I'm saying if this person was a piece of shit and the role required a piece of shit, I'm hiring the piece of shit. Mm. So no, but it seems like they're going to be a piece of shit to you. Mm. Yeah, let's say- well, not, not, not to, you know, if they're dealing with customers, they're going to be a bit of a dick to them. Yeah, wait, yeah. what if you have to manage them? They report to you. Well, that's a bit different. Then I'd be no. Because in all my interviews, I haven't been a hiring manager. I've been yeah. someone who's like a- But you'll be working with this person though, right? Exactly. That's why like, I think if, if, they, if I know they're going to be a dick to me, I'm going to be like, no, of course not. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But if I, if I know that role requires a bit of, you know, bit of, bit of, bit of bad gravitas, then yes, I'm taking you in. <laughs> I've, okay. I'm gonna flex here a little bit. I've basically got every interview I've ever got, except for the one in KFC and you, right? We've been over so, this. So you haven't gotten every interview. That was interview. a seminal <laughs> time in your life. You're that right. was a revolutionary time, dude. KFC, and I remember telling you, he's like, oh, do you think you work well under pressure? KFC requires a lot of pressure. I said, yes, I went to a selective school <laughs> and yeah. I know how to deal with pressure. And I'm pretty sure that's the reason I didn't get the job. <laughs> but ever since then, I've gotten all the, I've basically gotten all the jobs that I've interviewed for. And I attribute it solely to just being vibes, man. Because like realistically, I'm not like senior enough where I, agree. I need to be that skilled. So you just go out there, have a good time with the interviewer, give mm. him a laugh. You just talk about anything but the job. Like, and that's my strategy just because I don't know much about anything. <laughs> Absolutely, you steer clear of anything technical. My resume yeah. half lies, <laughs> so I don't want to go anywhere near that. Yeah, it's like, tell me about a time you've, you know, um, I, like, I'm like, oh, you know, made $500,000 in sales. Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't even remember what I wrote on the resume. <laughs> So like when they fact check it, it's like, oh, how many sales did you do last year? Oh, man, I'm not touching that. Let's not talk about that. Let's put that to the side. Let's talk about how I made the client feel. You know what I mean? I can't believe you're not like, I remember one of the, when I worked at that job at the accounting firm a few years ago, I was with the partner an hour, I reckon 40 minutes, we talked about cricket and NRL. Mm. Cause I'm like, 
I honestly did not have enough accounting experience to get that job. I just got it purely based on vibes. Mm. Yeah, man, my job now, the first person to interview me was like a soccer coach. And the oh. second guy to interview me is a Liverpool fan. Dude, <laughs> so, mate, my first hour, marketing what? Dude, that's actually, it's my go-to. I always try and talk about sport early to see like a bit of feeler. Like, we, mm. do you bite on this? And mm. then if they don't, then fuck, it's an uphill battle from there. And then if that fails, travel, fuck it. Yeah, travel or TVs, movies. You're good, you that, that's all you need. Bro, I'm throwing the kitchen sink at it if the, if the sport doesn't work. <laughs> and then after that, I'm just dying an honorable death. <laughs> Have you ever had that, an interview maybe um, where, early on you can feel that this is not going well. Yes. And you're just trying to like, it, I know it's not, you kind of have to do the hour, but like you may be thinking, fuck, can we just wrap this up early? Yeah. yeah. Staying on topic. This is when I was first trying to pivot from like accounting and all that to marketing. The first few interviews I did, they asked a lot of marketing questions and I was just vibing my answers. I didn't know mm. what to say. And I think I said some bullshit that wasn't true and I never got a call back. <laughs> and you could tell like first 10 yeah, minutes. Cause they, Cause they asked like, Oh, yeah, obviously they hi hellos. And then it's like, oh, what are your thoughts on like general marketing questions, right? And I had no clue, right? Mm. So I gave, but I tried to like fake my way through it and give like a detailed answer, Ooh. which was clearly wrong. Yeah. And I could just tell they were a bit off from that point. I, yeah. I had a similar one as well. Sorry, get, we'll get back to that other question I had. Um, I, this is, I was applying for this strategy consultant role a few years ago. I have fuck all strategy consulting experience. I somehow got an interview. And I called the HR lady and I, spe I, I literally asked, is this first interview just gonna be like personality behavioral questions or will there be a case study? Cause obviously I wanted to prepare. And she's like, no, 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 it'll just be an hour. They just wanna see how you are, like personality behavioral questions, I'm like beautiful. I get in, the guy asked me maybe one question about my CV and he's like, all right, for the next 40 minutes, we're gonna do this case study. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And then dude, it was the most painful 40 minutes cause I was like struggling. Like I did not prepare at all for this. I had no strategy consulting background. So I was just pulling shit out of my ass. The guy was actually feeding me the answers towards the end. And at the end I'm like- <laughs> So sorry for you. Yeah. And I'm like, I probably won't be hearing back. And he's like, oh, you know, maybe we'll see, we'll see. I never heard back from them ever again. <laughs> I've had that one as well. Cause I don't, I don't work in the supply and demand like area. Yeah. So when I applied for this role and it was all about growth and I was like, ah, I've got enough skills. And the first question was like literally microeconomics. And I was just like, no. Nope. I mean, I played that game once. <laughs> Come on, for oh, economics. 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 I have no idea what any of this other stuff is. Like relationship about consumer demand and stuff. I was like, you know what? I mean, consumer demand goes up. Things happen. People buy stuff. Money goes up, baby. <laughs> yeah, so. It's such a shit feeling. Cause you yeah. even, you know, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like I, I know this is not going well. I'm wasting your time. I'm wasting yeah. my time. Mm. It's yeah. a horrible feeling. But yeah, have you ever been on the other side where you've been interviewing someone? I'm like, this guy's clearly not this person is clearly not experienced. They have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, Can we wrap this up quickly? Once, once. But it's, it's like for a very specific role, a very specific competency, this person just couldn't handle it. And I was like, this is, like the moment he answered, like I started writing notes. And I think you could tell, cause like it's super easy to tell when someone's writing someone you're in an interview. Mm. Cause obviously on a Zoom, it's just like your head goes down and you start typing. So I'm pretty sure he picked it up and like wrapped up his answer real quick. And I was like, yeah, good. He's aware, <laughs> he's aware that he's shit. I would hate to be interviewed by you, dude. <laughs> you wouldn't even try and hide it. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't. <laughs>
Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match the carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the code TCB for 20% off and free shipping. We remember when Sen told us a story about um, using the lawnmower 3.0. And I support him. Yeah, you trimmer well. on his face. Well. Yeah, I remember that. Well. You remember that? And we said- You and I were disgusted, right? We were disgusted. And we said, Manscaped should have the slogan, you know, trimming all hair from eyebrows, eyebrows down. Mm. And they listened to us. They finally listened to us and they've come up with a product mm. that is suitable for the face. Yep. And I'm all about it. Because as, as bearded men, are you guys excited for this? I'm so excited. Very excited. The fact that I've got tools now for my ear hair, my beard hair, and yeah. my pubic hair. Your nose hair. Nose hair as my well, man. Gooch hair. Just ass hair. Everything's on everything's on point. Let me let me read out some stats. All right. Some some features. Mm. It all starts with the beard hedger. Okay. This cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths. Jeez. 20. 20. Actually, that's so good. I, I, I could not, I probably only use a couple of them, but for those who have longer beards, you have 20 options. Wow. Which is honestly unbelievable. The titanium coated T-blade, it's tough on hair, but it is also smooth on your face, mm. right? That leads to a single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. Oh, you know, I love that. We love a single stroke. <laughs> And look, that's all I want to read out for today. But think about that 20 lengths titanium blade, finally something for your face. Well, how am I meant to get this, right? How am I meant to get this? Man, you just go to manscaped.com. Yep. You hit the code TCB. Yep. And it gets you 20% off and free shipping. And Unreal. Manscaped.com. All righty. You're probably wondering what is porking your neighbors? Unfortunately, it is not about salacious stories. Infidelity. You, infidelity, none of that. This is just about good old-fashioned beefing your neighbours. Uh, so this story comes via my work friend, and it's from her boyfriend. So he recently moved into a new apartment building. Let's say he moved in on the 16th of June, because that is the day he moved in. <laughs> <laughs> so we will say it. <laughs> on the morning of the 19th of June, a gentleman's two and a half days later, he gets a little, a little piece of paper slipped under his door and it's a letter. And I will read said letter. Dear neighbors, I live in number 10 unit under you and I'm aware that you have recently moved into this building. I don't know if you're aware of how much noise carries in our building, especially to the units on the ground floor of the block and, a, and particularly at nighttime. And then she lists out the things that make a lot of noise. Noise of the shower, closing of doors, including front door of unit, other use of water, Moving up and down of windows and blinds. It is the noise from your shower and use of water during the night that is causing the main problem. At nighttime, from the moment when the shower in your unit is turned on and all the time while the shower is on, the shower noise is like an invasion into my unit. <laughs> in this regard, I draw your attention to the strata bylaws, specifically bylaw number six, <laughs> noise. Basically... It states that the residents must not make noise that interferes with someone's peaceful enjoyment of a unit. I advise that as per the EPA guidelines, generally noise should be restricted usually about 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. as a guide for most things. So I ask, are you able to please not shower between 11 p.m. and 7 a.m.? <laughs> In this regard, the water was being used in your unit almost constantly 
from about 11 p.m. until almost midnight on Sunday night. The shower was used after midnight on Friday, the 16th of June, and the shower and water were almost used constantly from after midnight last night until approximately 1 a.m. this morning. As stated, the noise from your use of the shower and water is very loud in my unit at nighttime, and it prevents my sleep. As you know, sleep is a basic right to which we are all entitled. <laughs> I'm sure you will agree that we must all live together in this block and we all have to make changes and allow allowances for peace and harmony. I hope, therefore, you can make the changes which I ask of you to allow me to uh, peacefully enjoy my unit. I see nothing wrong with that request. <laughs> <laughs> Seems pretty reasonable to me. This guy's been there for three days and has just been told, can you not use your water after 10 p.m., essentially. Well, there's, a, there's a couple of things in that story. First of all, the one thing that caught my eye, 11 to 12 using the water. Who uses water for one hour? Yeah, is he actually showering for an hour, you reckon? I don't think so. It must be. He probably showered for even 10 minutes, right? And the water probably just residuals after a bit, like I mean, running around the teeth. pipes. Yeah, brush Get your teeth, have a shower. Closing of blinds, dude. This guy is all yeah. over Other the shop. use of water, yeah. whatever that means. And so I, I asked my friend, like, is it like is the acoustics in this building like dog shit? And she's mm. like, no, I, we can't hear the people above us. We can't hear the unit next to us. So how on earth is a person below us hearing all these things? Maybe yeah. Well, you haven't tested the acoustics below. You tested. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you're right. <laughs> no, as in, but they can't hear the people above them, right? Yeah, but what so, if the unit below is right by the main water pipes or? Type? Yeah, dude. Maybe. Either way, it does not matter. You can't be restricting. You can't be telling someone when and when not to have a, sh a shower. Like yeah. loud music. Like parties, you know, can yeah. you stop bringing people over at 1 a.m. every, you know, every second Tuesday? Like fair play. Mm. Don't use the shower. <laughs> Other uses of water. So this guy can't even, you know, pour a glass of water past 11 p.m. Water <laughs> as well is a human right. Other use of water, exactly. But he did whip out the strata. The old- The, the, the bylaws. That is- I think that's where Cushy got sold. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you bring out the rules and regulations. That was gonna say, yeah, that's a good landlord. But then I'll, right I'll quote, you know, another one of Cushy's favorite. If you don't like it, leave it. <laughs> Get out, is what I'm saying. If you don't like it, there's a million other fucking units. Yeah, that is true. Like, I- the the water thing is baffling. Like, how are you hearing that much? How are your ears that fine? How are you tuned? hearing the blinds, man? What are, are yeah. these blinds made of lead or something? <laughs> closing and opening of blinds. He's aware of the distinction between opening and closing. <laughs> yeah, he knows when the front door is closed versus like your bedroom door. Apparently, well, there's a fucking change log or some shit, man. Every fucking use noted down. Yeah, this is insane. And this was three days in. That's just yeah. If you got a letter like that, what are you doing? I know what Rohit's answer is. That, yeah, that letter's going in the bin. I reckon and I'm going down. I'm going down to test it. I want to see it because I'm calling cap on that dude. <laughs> no, but why would they lie about that? No, but that, that's the thing. I want to test it. You're like, all right, you heard water for an hour. My bathtub's on. Mm. The shower's on. I want to test it because I want to make sure it's a good experience for you. you know, obviously, so just- you want to validate the findings. Exactly. No, but even like that actually Loki is the worst option. Because if imagine true, if it's true, then you're in, on the back foot a little bit. Well, if it's true, then I'd be like, go talk to the landlord. No, then why even bother walking down there in the first place? Because if it's false, then then you're feeling good. You no, know? But I, don't, <laughs> I don't think it can be false though, because they like they would it's not be complaining about dude. it if it was. I think it's too specific that it is false. Like the eleven to twelve hour, like he said, one hour of water. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, that's outrageous. I don't think unless this guy's actually showering for an hour. Yeah, he's no, really he treating himself to a nice long <laughs> bath from twelve to one a.m. Yeah, and the fact that opening and closing a blind, I think it's too specific that it's false. He's definitely exaggerating whoever this person is. 
I'm going to put it to the test. Okay. So you're going down there. I'm going down there. Manu? I'm throwing the letter in the bin and moving on with my life. What are they going to do? Go escalate it to the fucking billing manager. I don't care. Yeah. What? 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 What's the manager going to say? You can't use your shower at fucking 11 p.m. Yeah, I'd probably if do that's, what Manu If that's does. the lay of the land, I'm fucking finding a new place. Even though you've signed a 12 month lease. <laughs> It's a hostile environment though. You, you, sometimes you do need to make peace with your neighbors though, don't you? I agree. Sometimes your neighbors, they're, they're your best friends. I mean, that's getting off to the worst start. Like literally first week. So what are you doing, Ro? You sucking them off or some shit? No, no. I, I, Bowing I, down. Sorry, sir. No water for me. No, I'm spiting them a little bit. I, I don't care about my water bill. My, water's, my water is going and my music is pumping from the hours of 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. Every no, single day of the week. overly aggressive. Yeah. Water, yeah. Music. And people who can't do that, but- You know what, that's fair enough. Yeah, maybe just the I water goes I set alarm on. at 2 a.m. So I know when to open and close my blinds, you know? <laughs> Make it a ritual. <laughs> what are you doing, Sam? I, I probably agree with Manu. I think yours is too aggressive. And Kush, I'm not going down there into their unit and running like sound checks down there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably, yeah, ignoring the message, living on with my life. And then it's if I get another one, I'll what's what's escalate with do? the strata manager or the landlord or the real estate agent mm. or whatever, and just see what happens. Because apparently they did escalate it with the real estate agent and they said they've never seen this before. That's why I'm saying Wait, it's Who escalated bad, it? The, the guy. Your friend or the person below? No, no, my friend, my friend escalated it. What's He's, the real estate agent gonna do? Like, oh, has the previous tenants ever experienced this before? Like, has this, is this a common occurrence with the person downstairs? Apparently never. It's the first thing that's ever happened. It's a good happened. first check. Then you go to the building manager, I'd say, after that. And what do you, what do you, what do you ask the building manager? Just, uh, well, it depends. I, I wouldn't do it. The real estate agent's a good first step. Mm. I think if the complaint comes again, a letter, another letter, a knock on the door, then you go to the building manager. When do you take actions into your own hands I'm and wage war with downstairs? For me, it's straight away. That's <laughs> what I mean. Rose also <laughs> straight away. Yeah, you are asking the wrong people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kush, sorry, Rose is guerrilla warfare. I reckon Kush is going down there and you know- It's very passive. It's passive warfare. You know, I wanna, I wanna put it to the test. Mm. If it is true, then I think you're just gonna have to go to the building manager and be like, this is pretty cooked. Because mm. if you can't hear from above, then it's clear that something's gone wrong between these two floors. It's just like a building fault, right? Oh, you reckon there's issues with the construction? Of I the reckon building. it's a construction fault then. Because you- that, Purple towel? Yeah. <laughs> Bob the builder over here. Because that said, right? Like you can't hear above and left and right. Yeah. Which means that if if it actually is true, then it's a construction fault. There's no insulation in between. Yeah, let's get the strata in. Let's get the company in, Mervac. Mm. What's Mervac up to these days? Well, I wanna know, have you guys ever beefed any of your neighbors or currently engaged in beef with neighbors? I, per, me personally, no, but my mum is currently <laughs> engaged in- Bystander. That means indirectly you're involved. I am on, on her team, but- It's a family I'm, versus family affair. Exactly, yeah. I'm not actively, you know, uh, and it's not with the neighbor, it's with the park. We, we're beefing the park across the street. Somehow. How are you beefing an inanimate object? <laughs> oh, we'll get into it, right? Patch of land. Yeah. It's <laughs> going after the grass. Hoodoos, lad. Hoodoos. <laughs> where I live, where I live across the street, there's uh, some rugby fields and some yeah. baseball fields, right? Right. But there's no dog park, mm. okay? Um, so, you know, we, we've got a dog and then a lot of people around here, family's got dogs as well. There's a dog grooming area as well. Exactly, we're down the road. Kush yeah. was a big fan. Um, so, you, you know- Kush was just a fan of the grooming. <laughs> oh, stop <laughs> He didn't realize it was dogs. I don't even have my mo anymore. <laughs> Anyways, so you know, around uh, sunsets, what six? So probably around five p.m. All the most of the dog owners uh, go go to the baseball field. Nice. Uh, let the dogs loose. The yep. dog owners mingle. Take a the, shit. The, the dogs <laughs> run around and shit and yeah. everything. Nice on the park. Yeah, pick it up. <laughs> pick it up. Um, <laughs> That's what I was trying to figure out. To be honest, 
My dog likes to eat the, just quiet, my, do- my dog likes to eat the bird shit that's on the park. <laughs> that's shit. That's neither here nor there. How did he, is that learned behavior? Is that <laughs> fucking not? Is, is then that he comes instinct? home with a tummy ache. <laughs> Anyways. That's nature versus nurture, bro. <laughs> anyway, so they, they're on the baseball field, probably like, you know, every day, uh, different iterations of dog, dog owners, whatever, but every day you're guaranteed a couple of dogs yeah, down there. Yeah, right, right, right. And this has been going on since COVID. So like, how many, oh, what, so two long years time, ago? A couple of years now, yeah. But then recently, um, especially uh, when uh, baseball season started, they're trying to now trying to maintain the field. Right. Right. Ooh. So then the, what do you, groundskeeper, fucking groundskeeper, Willie, mm. he's coming in and every now and again, he's being a little bit of a buzzkill. He's Ooh. gone, hey, this is not a dog park. Oh, you can't really? do this here. And tells everyone to jog on, right? And then my mom is a bit of a, like, uh, like the bylaws person. She knows a bit of the laws in here. And then apparently there's some rule that if there's no dog park, whatever, on you can put bring your dogs to public grounds. Beautiful. Yeah. Because it is a public park. Oh, first really? and foremost. I didn't know that. What do you mean? Like dogs can go anywhere. Okay, let's, let's calm it not, down. Not not except anyway. like public transport and stuff. But even and sometimes. And a lot of public residences and private places. Yeah. <laughs> no, but isn't like- Most open public areas. places a dog can't go actually. Yeah, most what are you pub- talking about? Any open area, a dog can go. Yeah, but there's a I'm lot not saying of- they can walk out in the building, but I'm just saying they can walk, they can free roam, not free roam, free- on a leash, <laughs> wherever they mate, want. There was one on the train tracks the other day and they fucking closed down like that entire line. Yeah, but that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> anyway, so the issue is the groundskeeper's going on this big fucking thing, confront, mind you, confronting this group of like, you know, mums and dads and kids. Yeah, yeah. Being trying to be a big man and Ooh. shoo them off, probably like 10, 15 people plus like 10 dogs. Be like, you can't be here. This is a fucking- baseball field, this is whatever. Mm. And then every, they're arcing up. My mom's like, this is, you know, as Rose said, this is a public park. You can yeah. bring dogs here. And then you know what the fucking groundskeeper did? Got his phone out, took a photo of my mom. Oh. Hey. All right. See and, you later. Oh. And then apparently- Gonna DM her later that night. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. And then apparently one of the people in this group was like um, some big like Middle Eastern bloke. Let's who, go. Beard, and he's like, "Oh, what's the problem?" Like going to the groundskeeper, "Oh, what's the problem here?" Whatever, and then you know the groundskeeper shied away, and scared, like, like nice. trying to back and off, like you can't have your dog here, type vibe. <laughs> but that uh, that's that's the most recent update, but that's been going on for a while. So I think there is warfare with the local have, baseball has that team. Stopped you guys, or have you? No, they're yeah, fucking okay. going every single yeah. time. Mm. I don't know if they're picking up the shit anymore as well. I kind of understand the groundskeeper. Of course side. you do. <laughs> no, no uh, yeah, you're always on the no, authority no, no, side. No, no. I'm saying you're I, such a I, knock. <laughs> I would say- Your you, uncle, was Uncle Tom, is that what it is? <laughs> no, I think that's got racial undertones. It does. But it's essentially what Kush is. Mm. No, I agree with both. Like, of course he wants to maintain his baseball field. Like he, maybe he's like a baseball savant. Yeah, but what's a dog going to do? What are dogs going to do that's going to hurt the grass? Well, unless they're eating up all the shit like your dog, I'd say they're probably pissing on everything and maybe trampling on finely tuned grass potatoes. How are you on the grasses side, bro? As in, no. I, I think, bro, I think this is a local baseball you. team. This isn't fucking LA Dodgers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I understand his viewpoint, but I think it's too much. He's like, mad with power is what I, I, I say. That's what, that, that, I agree with that. I, I think he's <laughs> lost himself in the whole idea. Perhaps he thinks that this is where the LA Dodgers play. Definitely not. Mm. Actually, you know what he did the other day? Yeah. He just opened the fucking gate of the baseball field, susceptible for all the dogs to just run loose, you know, oh. out of the field. Cause you know, when you bring your dogs in, you close the gate so they can't 
go rogue off leash. run fucking to two suburbs yeah. across. Yeah, right, but right, this right. fucker just opened the gates. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he's Reckless. lost himself. He's drunk and powered out. Oh, dude, I am now low-key switching to groundskeeper <laughs> Willie's side. <laughs> because I thought you guys are just walking your dogs. You're turning his baseball field into a, a literal dog, dog park. park. That, that's what I'm saying. That's the that's the part that, that's yeah. ruining the field. How does that ruin the field? It doesn't ruin the field. My dog's like fucking 500 grams, Dude, mate. constant trampling from a lot of dogs will have an okay, impact right. on the You've field. You've seen Manu's dog, bro. That, that, he's not trampling anything. I'm saying multiply that by 10 other dogs. You may see some adverse effects to the grass. Nah, um, baseball fields, isn't it dirt most of the time? That's what I thought. The outfield is grass, like that's fine. No, well, it's very, very short hair. It's like a buzz cut. That's mm. what it is. Anyway, I, I like to see where this one goes. I like to see it as well. I think you're more in the right than this person, but I understand his viewpoint. I'm not saying he's correct. I, I understand, understand it. But all good villains should be understandable. To this guy, <laughs> good man. I, uh, I get he's gone mad with power. I reckon he's taken a, a million steps too far. I think he's gone too too into his his own self. You know, I've beefed two of my neighbors. Mm. Both houses where I've lived, I've beefed two of them. <laughs> the first was um at my old place in Borkham Hills, and I lived. It was kind of weird actually, because the na- my neighbor was not next door. It was like a massive driveway and my house was at the bottom and the neighbors was at the, the top of the driveway. Right. So they had kids similar to our age and they were like a nice Egyptian family and we got to know them. And dude, we actually became really close. Like I guess go to their house, mm. watch some cartoons. And then <laughs> I introduced these Egyptian children to the world of cricket. <laughs> And so they were, they were, um, they were playing with us in the backyard. Like me and my brothers love to play backyard cricket. And then the Egyptian kids were playing along with us, right? And when I play, like, I'm pretty into it. And so this guy, he got me out for the first time ever, except he didn't get me out because I did not edge the ball, oh, right? God. And he was like, "Yeah, you edged it." And I was like, "No, man, I didn't." Anyways, he has then grabbed me and thrown me against the fence. Oh, grabbed you how by the by the scruff. Like grab me by the-, the And then pushed you. And then basically- Grab some more people kind of vibe, just- Exactly hey. that. So I have then turned around and my glasses are all over the place and I'm seeing red. <laughs> so now I'm in a brawl with this Egyptian neighbor who is like maybe a year or two older than me. And he's like, he's got the dog in him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, but this guy was, he was like from Egypt, man. He had seen some stuff. Anyways, he's just- You don't need to keep saying he's Egyptian mean, yeah. and from Egypt. We <laughs> get it. We get it. Right, yeah. I just want to add some color to the story. <laughs> Realistically, it has no- um, Some kind of color to the story. No descriptor. <laughs> anyway, so he's flung me. That was actually my first ever fight because I was like maybe 13 or 14 at the time and I was just getting flung from side to side Did you, by did this you throw hands back or? No, I didn't throw hands. I was just desperately trying to hold on to him so he wouldn't throw me, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You were trying to defend yourself. Yeah. You weren't going on the attack. Well, like you I'll try- to punch. I didn't swing a punch because I was getting flung around like a rag doll, dude. <laughs> Believe me, I was seeing red, but like I couldn't do anything about it. This guy, it was like all over me. Mm. So that was number one. The second was um, at my current house. Wait, 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 hold on. Before you get to the second, yeah, well, what happened end after? Of the story. The parents, any apologies given later? You know, did you meet a treaty? What was going on? Did you stopped playing backyard cricket with the Egyptian fella? No, like we- we um we you kiss and make up. We did make up. We, like peace was restored maybe like a week or two later. Cause you're kids at that point. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Her mum came out. Cause basically mm. <laughs> she heard me being smacked up. She <laughs> at the fence, right? <laughs> so all the mum in the, the next door name, not my mum, the other lady. Well. Yeah. <laughs> like, mum was outside. Is hearing banging. And then she's coming outside. And then this guy's name is Tamir. Tamir, Tamir, what are you doing? And then he's let go. And then like she, had made him like apologize to me. Nice. She was on your side. I like that. Yeah, she was, dude, I was battered and bruised. So she had to be on my side. 
Um, so that was number one. We made up two nice. weeks later and then, okay. I don't know. I'm play actually- Play cricket again? Uh, not play cricket again, but my mum like got her mum like a job at our local GP. Wow. And so, mate, I see, every time I go to the, the, the doctor- You there? Mate, Fatima, how are you, auntie? Like what's been happening? <laughs> like how's Tamir and, and Doshin? Um, yeah. In jail. <laughs> <laughs> They're not in jail. How the fence is holding up. Yeah. For battering and bruising. Yeah. <laughs> Neighbor number two also had to do with cricket, except this time, honestly, like they were probably, they were probably in the right here. I'll, I'll preface that. <laughs> here we go. Here so we like go. we would play and then, actually, I don't know if they were in the right. So there's, there's two neighbors. Tell the story and we'll be the judge. So we can play either backyard cricket. Like this is the, kind of the house that I currently live in now. Yeah. Or we can play front yard cricket. And front yeah. yard cricket is basically, we live on a cul-de-sac and um, yeah, the neighbors are next to me, right? Yeah. And so if you edge the ball, basically it'll go and hit their garage. Mm, and right. so like we're playing for hours on in the school holidays. And, and we were just like basically hitting their um, garage with tennis balls. Yeah. And like, they were like pretty annoyed about that. But instead of like coming out and like being like, hey, can you like, you know, just turn it down. This like old fella comes out and just like yells at me and my brothers, like, like goes ham, mm. right? And we're at the time like 15, 16. We're like not even, you know, of age. And they just start yelling. <laughs> You're a decent sound, you know, decent mind to be honest. Maybe, right? But then, time. and then like we're playing backyard cricket. And then sometimes if we hit the ball over the fence, we'll go and be like, knock on the door, like, hey, yeah, can you give us classic, the ball? Yeah. Right. And we play soccer in the backyard as well. And sometimes that goes over. Mm. They stopped giving us the balls back. And one time they popped our soccer ball that's, and threw it back. That's really crazy. sending a message. Literally sending a message. And so like, That's fair like enough. That's horse head in the bed from Godfather. <laughs> what do you mean? They're like, literally, I think that's, okay. I understand that we were being annoying by hitting the balls, mm. but surely- You don't pop it. That's so dumb. How yeah. old are you talking this this geezer? Like, like 30s, your parents' age. 60s? No, nah, like 40s, 50s. Surely by your 40s and 50s, you you're met, not beefing yeah. these two 15 year old brown kids. Well, you don't get us racially motivated then. No, it's not racially motivated. Okay. Like we were annoying them at the beginning, but like, like why are you popping balls and why are you not letting us get the balls that we hit yeah. over your fence? Like, I don't think that's a bit dog. So you said that the first time he came out and just yelled at you. you yeah. Know, were there any any precursor signs or warnings? Maybe he went to your house and was like, could you stop, nah. stop messing around? Because yeah, I reckon this geezer has heard it hit his garage. Yeah, and he just blew up. But, yeah, and he's just like getting annoyed by himself, you know, <laughs> sitting in his own house fuming and then he couldn't handle it anymore. Uh, yeah, that's what I reckon. I reckon First few like times to go out, be nice. Like, hey guys, it's hitting my garage. Could you yeah. please like try not to? If he did that, I understand. Cause he's told you like, relax, you, your kids who Treat are apparently of not sound minded agent continue <laughs> to be absolute <laughs> rascals. Understandable. But the fact that he didn't do that, he just blew up. It sounds like he's just a grumpy, grumpy old man. That's yeah. Like, that, that's the- Sour bro, he's sour. We got mad beef. Like even to this day, this has not been oh, resolved. Still, this has never room. been resolved. Yeah. So like, I, I see you don't say hi to him. I like all my what other names. does he live at? I don't know what the number is. It'll be, mm. I actually do know what the number is. I'm not going to tell you, 11, I'll say that. All okay. right, I will, Sen and I will Next do a little something. Yeah, we'll I'll do a little see. something. Yeah, we, I, I've had some neighbor beef actually. They come to think of it, current neighbor beef. Ooh. I think they're about to leave actually. So, you, um, so you're about to win. Before you go into that, yeah. do we ever find out, and you told us already a long time ago, but yeah. you went into your backyard and you just found shit in your backyard. <laughs> oh. And you're trying to figure out, were your neighbors flinging shit I'm over? I'm pretty sure it was them. I'm pretty sure it was them. Are you serious? They had a dog. Mm. They so had is this the same neighbors? Uh, yeah, same neighbors, same okay. neighbors. Oh, here we go. This is a neighbor that's been for around 10 years or so, and we had one massive event that, that blew up. Mm. Um, essentially, there is this massive tree in our front yard, which is on their side. It's on their side. 
the branches are coming over. It's you. always it's a tree coming planted over. in your house, and the leaves are going to the next house. That's there you go. Mm. The perfect setup for war. Anyway, my dad's like, easy. I'm just gonna trip it down. You know, I'm I'm a kid of sound minded age, and I'm mm. like, dad, perhaps check with the the owner. You know, the tree is coming. And my dad's like, no, this is our property. It's mm. on our side. It's our tree. It's yeah. our land. Oh. And I'm like, dad, perhaps like you know. It's a good check. We know how she is, and a bit so of you're precursor. the voice of reason. I'm the voice of reason here. Crazy. This story's a bit. Yeah, I'm the. <laughs> yeah, this is this was me back in the days when I was a good kid. No, when I was an absolute hooligan. COVID had changed me. I became aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> we know. But precursor warnings were like, I guess, precursor signs of how tumultuous this relationship was. Essentially, mm. you know, we'd we'd be doing like blowing and lawn mowing, and she'd be like, "Oh my god, you guys are so loud!" Just randomly. Oh my god, like That's as weird. a way to put Shout it out, out towards you. Yeah, wow. like just you could hear it. And then like, you know, there was also sounds of domestic perhaps, you know, disputes going on, lots of screaming oh. and whatnot. And we were like, you know what? This is just let him be. Let him be. Problem. We ain't got nothing to do with it. Let him cook. So, <laughs> the warnings were there. Anyway, we cut it. Goes into the bin. Two, three hours later, bang, bang, bang on our door. Just absolute slamming someone oh, going ham. Shit. Calling us the C word. You piece really? of shit. You fucked up. I'm coming after you. That kind of stuff. Went off. Yeah. My dad's upstairs and, you know, we're now, we're a little bit scared. Yeah, as you would be. I'm going to my dad, I'm like, call the police, call them up. Let's call the cops. We're in mm. trouble. Your dad picks up the rifle. <laughs> <laughs> now my dad's just like, settle down. She's going to calm down. Don't even stress. And then off she goes. Two minutes later, she's gone. Nothing happens for a couple of days. And then um, eventually we go back and we, we got to keep the backyard neat. Go to the lawnmower. Get the lawnmower out and the, the screams come again, being like, you guys just won't stop. You won't stop. Like, you keep lawnmowing. How, how dare you maintain your house? <laughs> it's actually unhinged, <laughs> To be man. fair, that was the third time you lawnmowed that day. <laughs> <laughs> was it the 3.0 or the 4.0? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's just me outside. <laughs> Manscaping. <laughs> <laughs> if that was happening, I'd be like, fair play, bro. Fair play. <laughs> Anyways, that was like the big, the big beef. And then it was around like three, three months where we just never talked to one another, you mm. know? And then it was Christmas time. And, um, you know, my dad goes out. He's about to start his morning, like blowing. He's like, it's Christmas time. I'm going to clean it up, which is kind of rogue to be honest, because Christmas time. On like, Christmas day. <laughs> <laughs> this is rogue. This is absolutely rogue. Anyway, she comes out about the front yard. She drops a Merry Christmas and then moves on. And I was like, well, the beef is then perhaps over settled. Yeah. Cause she wanted to, I went during the scream. She was like, I'm going to take you to court. Like all that kind of stuff. Mm. And so something must've happened. And then over the weekend after that event, like I believe her sister had come or someone from her family had come. Yeah. And it was very clear that was solving that. Could we take us to court or essentially or not? Like, is this grounds or not to take us to court? What? And nothing happened because she, I believe the family member, the sister, I'm pretty sure she's a sister was like a lawyer. Right. And so they must have come in to figure out, like, could we take this person to court enough for like cutting our property? Because she she was very vindictive, essentially. But then she's come back and gave you that a probably Merry because Christmas. the lawyer was like, no, it's on their house, it's their property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is which is the the when we we looked at the legalities. After you cut it or before you cut it? That's not the point. We looked yeah. up the legalities. <laughs> legalities were looked up. Legalities were looked up. But I, I remember during that moment, those two minutes of the door being hammered. Terrifying, man. Terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. You don't normally see someone blow up like that. Yeah, like, you don't that see was it a blow often. Up. That was a blow up. And she threw shit into your yard. Which <laughs> was that before wild. or after this? That was the precursor warnings. Like we've seen cigarettes in a yard as well. No one in the family smokes. Like you weren't there. So like, oh, I don't think- <laughs> <laughs> You don't know if your brother's smoking on the side. You don't know this. Nah, nah. Shitting on the lawn on the side. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he took that Rick and Morty shit on the floor too hard <laughs> and went into the backyard. But yeah, I, I think that there were some shit maybe thrown. I think cigarettes were thrown. And wait, did you say she's moving out or? I believe they're moving out. Good. So, oh, mate, you won the war then. I think we won the war. We, we fought it out. We remained silent. We persevered. Mm. It's how you win. How I, have, I have a quick similar one that I've mm. now remembered. Uh, also current beef. So we have a similar thing. We have a tree mm. um, and the we don't cut it, but the leaves naturally like blow with the wind, right? Mm. So obviously the leaves that come in our property, we clean up, but then like the leaves go into the neighbor's property, whatever. Um, and then my neighbor has full come up to my dad. Mm. Like my dad goes for walks, just comes up to him on his daily walk. It's like, hey, basically says, can you remove your tree? Because mm. the leaves are going into my backyard, mm. right? And then my dad's like, cool, whatever. And then he comes home and then we we're all just like, what the fuck? No, like we're not going to remove a tree just because some leaves go in your pool, right? And then my mom and dad trying to be reasonable with this geezer. So much so to the point where my dad's like, if this is so much of an inconvenience, I will come to your backyard and clean the leaves for you. <laughs> like my dad said, just to show how outrageous this whole thing is. Yeah. And the guy's like, no, no, no. I want you to remove the tree, blah, blah, blah. It's an inconvenience to me. And then we, yeah. we just realized that this guy doesn't clean his house and he just doesn't want to do extra work. They just want to pick a fight. That's it. They found something, they've lashed onto it. The violence has spread through. And then he's, yeah, he's basically just saying, oh, I'm going to take you to, well, maybe not court, but like the local fucking the council. I'll take you to the council. council. Yeah. And then my, again, my mom kind of knows council laws and shit. And my mom, <laughs> my, my mom just tells oh, my, yeah, my mom just tells my dad, just let him go. He's got no grounds. Just let him go. Waste his time. Let him go, man. Your mom has researched everything. Dog laws, yeah. Yeah. tree laws. She's currently like unemployed. So like, she's just looking up laws or some shit. A lot of time. Like, yeah. A lot of time. I love it. Protecting this house from litigation. Exactly. 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 Alrighty, that brings us to the end of this yarn field episode. Uh, it's good to have everyone back. Good Shame you can't see us back. <laughs> soon, soon. But Same. it's good to have the new mics. Good to have a new vehicle upon which we can sit, which will eventually show you guys all. But it's plus all a, very exciting. Plus a few other you know, tidbits every here and there, which yeah, you'll the be able to see right. soon. Let's just say we'll get the video out when we're ready. We don't want to delay it. You know, mm. we are we are pioneers working at full strength here. Exactly. Once in a generation. No one has here. ever videoed podcasts before. So <laughs> exactly. we, we want to be the first through the No one has there. ever redone their studio. No exactly. one has ever had a setup like this before. Exactly. So stay, stay tuned, tuned for Stay that. tuned. But where can people find us, Manu? They can find us on YouTube if you want to see this new setup. Be sure to subscribe, definitely. Mm. See our old setup, our old videos, old episodes on YouTube as well. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of your favorite podcast apps. Find us on the socials. Instagram, TikTok, and with all that, we will hopefully see you next week.